Blog Talk Radio. This is your host, Gail Sylvia from sylviaglobal.com here in Hollywood, California. Joining us today is legendary American designer Keith Holman. Keith has studied under other legendary designers such as Bill Witten, Warren Caton, Stella Ruata, and has worked for, worked with, and designed for people such as Lionel Richie, Michael Jackson, Elizabeth Taylor. Barry White, um, gosh, Keith, the list goes on and on. Boys to Men, LL Cool J, Jagged Edge. And you have also done design work for the American Music Awards, the Academy Awards, the Grammys, Soul Train Award Show, Lady of Soul Award, Essence, and this is all just to name a few. Keith, thank you for being here today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for inviting me on. What a joy. What a joy. Congratulations on on all of your accomplishments, but there are some very recent ones that you've received. You received, uh, you were presented by April Sutton, Sutton from BET with a humanitarian humanitarian award um, pre Grammys, and then you also recently um, have received another honor regarding Sylvester and the disco, you know, the the disco. Um, Sylvester and a quilt. Can you talk to us about that? Yes, I'd love to. Um, I was asked by the president and CEO of the Names Project Foundation, Julie Rode, and Mike, uh, who is the head of the ED of the San Francisco AIDS and Brant's Cancer Emergency Fund, um, to work with them on recreating a quilt section of the disco legendary singer-entertainer Sylvester. Um, that was the current one has been damaged. Uh, Warren Caton uh, and the, our group worked together on creating the original quilt for Rock Hudson, Liberace, Keith Haring, and, and, and quite a lot of others. And so it's an honor. Warren Caton passed away last year, and so it's an honor for me to be able to continue this. Um, they will be featured um, in the Smithsonian Institute this summer, uh, in I believe in the Heritage section, and then it will travel around the country, and I'm honored to just be a small part of recreating this, um, and in the honor of everyone else who's passed from, you know, who's no longer here with us. This is, um, it, it's really nice to be memorialized and to see such important work and people memorialized, and to capture it in the form of a quilt, which has its own tradition. Um, is there something distinct? that you want to bring to that quilt and to the the work that perpetuates the power of these memories? Uh, yes. You know, obviously, Sylvester was very flamboyant uh, with his music and his color and design, so the quilt section will be, you know, as it goes across, I believe, from the Lincoln to the Washington Monument, when the quilt section is, you know, laid out, you know, all the different various people who passed away. Uh, it's a huge, huge thing. It goes for, you know, miles. Um, something, I mean, Warren had started before he passed away with, ideas he had and we worked together so you'll have to wait and see but it'll be quite spectacular <laughs> wait and so. see the surprise okay talk <laughs> to us about your background and how you you know found your gift you know how you were able to connect with it also well i was grew up i in the midwest and i moved 
to California when I was um, 18 years old. I had went to a, a university in, uh, in Kansas, a Washburn, and I came out here. And uh, my mother and father wanted me to go to law school, um, so I'd taken some law classes. And, uh, but I kind of wanted to do something creative besides that. Uh, but they encouraged me to continue my business classes and stay in school, which at the time I didn't understand, but now I understand why, because design and business go together. Um, so then I had seen um, Bill Witten, um interviews on him and his creative work he had done with the Jacksons, and I said, I'm going to work for this guy. So I moved a lot, packed my car up, came to Los Angeles after I got my degree up there, mind you, in the Bay Area, San Jose, and then I moved down. And um, I worked for the design shop that created the gloves and the socks of Michaels and of Dolly Parton's items and everyone else's, you know, the design work there. And uh, I worked for them for free, a work-study program with, with the college, because Bill would not take me, uh, Witten would not take me in, with his company until I finished college. I mean, until I finished the design program after I'd already finished my other four years of school. And I worked and saw all these costumes and things come in and I would do my little handwork with the helping out with you know with the glove or something like that but Stella Rata and the main people the ladies who worked there were the real queens of uh, of that of Michael's um, actual things being created you know what I mean not not the design part will I Bill Whitten or Dennis or Michael but the actual breathing of life to them and so you know and from that I started a small business uh, and I sold to Fred Siegel's and Macy's and H. Lorenzo and various other boutiques of my wares at the same time I was going to school, so I was doing double duty. And uh, then I went to work with Bill, and then I started on my own. So so this wasn't something that was just handed to you. You, you had to commit to working it and doing what you needed to do to fulfill that vision that you saw uh, when you said you knew you were going to be working with Bill. Yes. Or, excuse yes. me, with Warren. Yeah, yeah, with Warren. Right, right, with Bill Witten and with Stella Bill Witten. and Warren, mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So correct. How, um, what advice do you have, you know, for someone aspiring to to be the next Keith Holman, you know, or to be like Keith Holman? What advice would you give them? Well, I would say the first thing is to go to school and stay in school and learn business classes and law as much as you can um, and listen to what your family says um, and at the same time build a community of people around you who are creative as you uh, and also get a mentor or two uh, people who have experience and you know you're gonna when a door opens in front of you walk through it because you never know if the door is going to open up again for you. Um, and also, for all the young and old men and women, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, you know, stand up for what you believe in. Never let anybody put you down. Accept constructive criticism. And uh, remember, do not do anything that you do not feel comfortable with as some someone saying this is the way you can get a job. Don't do that. So, you know, before we came on the air, we started talking about, you know, the current generation. And it's probably not new or exclusive to just this generation, but a lot of um, misunderstandings that someone might feel they have to, you know, sleep their way to the top, you know, sleep with other people. So talk about that again, because that's a really important message for 
um, people to hear and to hear from someone who has succeeded, you know, it, at reaching a goal like this. Yes. Um, well, I, I, I mean, I've never. What I'm saying, what I like to tell people is, you know, um, especially with the acting, entertainment, or a lot of other um, creative fields, and I guess it goes to the regular business also. You know, we are here at your brain and your spirit and your heart are the most important things that and each person is an individual that we're gifted with, men and women both, and, 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 and you know, younger also. So, you know, use that. Um, there should never be where someone makes you feel uncomfortable, you know, women and, and men also, um, because of, of getting a job or of saying certain things to get you to do things you do not want to do. And I mean, you mm. know, sexual abuse or whatever. Mm or even putting you down constantly because, you know, there are different ways. Everyone, we all have our own way of, of, of being. We need to learn from other people, which is true, you know. It's just it's kind of hard to go in. It's a long, that would be a long, lengthy thing, but just go for what you believe in and, 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 and trust your inner self. Mm. We have a caller with a question. Let me um, see if I can get them online. Hello? Good, good afternoon. Hi. This is Sylvia Global. Do you have a question for our guest today, Keith Holman? Um, can't hear. Hello? I also have a, a text here from a, a listener, Keith, that they just sent over. They want to know okay. how to instill confidence in their daughter, you know, and fashion um, as they develop their own style. Well, I think that you, one thing is, like I said, once again, you know, we're all gifted with different talents. Um, and one thing they can do is, at confidence is, listen to what she's saying. And even if you don't understand certain things, it's what she's going through as far as trying to build up in fashion or design. Um, try to do research online or in libraries or take her to a creative places where, excuse me, there are other like-minded people, whether it's the, L.A. Trade and Technical College, which is downtown Los Angeles, or the Fashion Institute. Um, and she'll see other people who are creative like her, and she'll be able to talk to them. That's one of the issues I had when I was growing up. My parents were into legal and businesses, and they didn't understand necessarily understand the creative aspect, but they understood the business, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so if this young lady has her confidence is not too strong in what she um, on her creative side or whatever, those places like that or other people who are in the creative business could help her also. You know what I mean? Don't discourage her, encourage her, listen to her, guide her in a positive way, and uh, also bring on, no person can be on their own. It's almost like a village to raise somebody and also with the design because it's not the traditional way of going. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's what I've been encouraged. In your your journey, how did you maintain? You, you're such a humble, um, gracious man, and still very confident um, at what you do. How do you balance the two? And how have you learned? I guess I should say, how have you learned to balance that um, when you're starting as an intern, getting paid nothing, and then at some point being able to recognize, you know what? I think I can do this on my, you know, I can do, I'm, I'm worthy of doing something independently. How, how do you come to that point? Well, uh, it's interesting you say that because when I started, 
Um, you know, I started almost, well, at the top with Bill Whitten and also uh, knowing and working with Bob Mackey um, with Cher Show and all that. I, I would say, uh, are watching them when they were creating the costumes. I started out, and Bill worked, was working with Michael Jackson already, the Jacksons, but Lionel Richie, Kenny Rogers, Neil Diamond, Taste of Honey. Um, so I started at the kind of the top working with the, with the people who had the money to do the designs and the creativity that not necessarily might have with anybody else, with the big sets, the big music videos and all that. Um, and when I went on my own, I still did not burn any bridges. I kept a log of all the people I worked with, whether they were shoemakers or buttonhole makers or whatever, and I kept in contact with everybody. And so when I did my own thing, of course I didn't know always how much to charge. I made a lot of mistakes. Uh, I sometimes wish I hadn't went on my own, but I knew I had to. And, um, you know, I just faltered. I put my faith in, in the higher power above. Um, my family and friends and everybody encouraged me, and little by little I um, built up my confidence. But, you know, it, it, it was hard. It was, you know, it was hard to do my own thing and, and, and um, because I was used to doing things at big, grander scales. And um, so at that point, though, I learned to find who I was and what I was about and to develop my own creativity away from Bill's or Stella's or Dennis or Michael's or whoever else I had worked with uh, you know, have, as far as designers. Right. I have a, We have some more questions. There's another caller. Okay. Let's see. Hello. Good afternoon. You're on the air. Hi. You're on the air? Hmm. Well, let me take one of the other calls that's coming <laughs> via text um, over the, the screen here in the studio. Um, right. This apparently is coming from Lynn, and she's in Chicago. And okay. she's asking a question about who was the most, um, what were the characteristics of the people you enjoy working with the most? Um, I think that the characteristics were people who, who were creative, who stood up for what they believed in, um, who also listened to other people, and who had great hearts and great energy, uh, like a Michael Jackson or Bill or Stella. You know, um, men typically a lot of times are treated differently than women in the workplace, or they were, uh, and they still are somewhat. And a lot of the women did not get the same... Um, that I worked with did not get the same, uh, sometimes always the same respect or the same um, praise as some of the men did. And so I also have a soft spot in my heart for women who have that creativity and that talent but don't always get recognized. And I try to do what I can to bring them on the forefront. You know, I mean, that's why I'm so proud of people like April Sutton, journalist from BET, who stood up for what she believed in. And even in a man's business, she took hold, kept herself and has done all the years of things she's done. So that's what I, you know, that's what I, you know, that's what turns me on, and that's what I, um, you know, what I look for. How, um, you made reference, thank you, you made reference earlier to, you know, when there were challenges, when there are challenges, you just hold on to a higher power. And uh, what role has spirituality played in your your development and your being able to hold on and recover through challenges? I think 
that um, spirituality to me is the key um, because you're going to be lifted up in the air. You're going to be put down. Your creativity or your unique style and sense everyone might not be able to understand. And with the spirit um, that I believe in, that I believe for everyone, you know, even if we have different philosophies or whatever, I believe that that's, number one, that and your family or your family, which is your biological family or your spiritual family, um, are the keys. And, and, and I don't think you can do it without having um, a, a great spirituality and a great faith that things will get better. <laughs> Was this something that you that was instilled in you as a child, or did you develop it along the way just through the thick and thins of life? I was instilled as a young child uh, by my parents. You know, I had, um, uh, from the time I was, I'm the oldest out of my family, and so from the time I was a little one, my mother uh, and father instilled things in me, spirituality and going to church and, and faith, even if I didn't want to get up sometimes on a Sunday morning. They got us all together and, and took us to church. And um, the spirituality, uh, as far as reading books and my parents doing the best they could to keep us as, um, uh, because we traveled around a lot around the, the country, and my father was in the military, uh, and seeing different types of um, environments, whatever, the spirituality sometimes got you through circumstances sometimes um, that kept it kept me grounded a lot of times when I uh, kind of might have started getting away from that groundness and brought me back to, you know, uh, a cent- got me centered again. Do you see this as a common trait among the most successful people that you work with or not necessarily? Um, from the people that I've worked with, and I, yes, I, there is a certain... Once again, you know, you're dealing with people who have created um, things like the known uh, names quilt or Bob Baker, the puppet, uh, the theater center, or different organizations, Elizabeth Taylor's Age Foundation, are, that I work with. Or it's there's a spirit, you know, you, when you're when you're a pioneer or your forefather, uh, like Bill was with Michael and gloves, or the magic of the theater, people who's watched him perform, whatever, or Elizabeth with her undaunting. When people turned her against her, away from her, when she touched somebody with AIDS and or, or that was HIV positive. They didn't want to have her around, or other people who've done the same thing. There is that spirituality and that 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 helps you. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. It, it is the source of strength when it's when we're on that lonely part of the journey and no one else yes. understands. Uh, we know that uh, we we in fact are not alone, and to just stay true to our connection in the case you know with God and. Um, and to what our heart's calling and drawing us toward, especially when the intentions are genuine and they're loving and they're caring and they're meant for good. Um, We seem to be able to um, lead by example. Mm -hmm. And then when we have accomplished what sometimes we didn't even expect to be the greatest outcome, um, we're Mm -hmm. able to look back on it and see that not, you know, had it not been by the grace of, this connection with with God and a higher source and this groundedness in mm-hmm. a place of our spiritual part of our being that the stories could have been very different. You know, they, the outcome would have been very different. And so I also have 
observed it to be one of the common characteristics of place of faith um, that that helps us to move forward when we have a vision. Even if no one else can understand it, see it, or connect with it, we're able to still keep moving on. Uh, you know, share. Um, you know, let's talk about some of the you know the other parts that. Gosh, we have so many call callers on screen. I'm going to try again. Let me let me see if I can get them on here. Uh, hello, can you hear us? I, I, hello. There, hi, you're on air. Go ahead. You have a question. Yes, my question um, has to do with just uh, women. Well really the mothers being able to give that confidence to their daughters regarding um, like their body image and their self-esteem and um, I have a daughter myself Mm -hmm. and I want her to feel confident about who she is but I sometimes feel like in our society there's mixed messages about if you have you know a small frame and you know, kind of like a, a nice or athletic built, then your confidence in you showing yourself off is also exposing more of your body. And I don't want to have that image portrayed to my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm just kind of trying to figure out how do I make sure that she feels co- confident about herself without having to feel like that's connected to, you know, a right. physical attraction that she's putting out there? Well, um, well, I will say this. Um, women, unfortunately, more than men, you know, you say about your daughter and about size and image. I will tell you this, a secret. A lot of high-end design, designers who design the, the very expensive garments lower the sizes of their, their, their dresses. Let's say if it's a natural size 8 or 6, but they'll put a four because a lot of the women who are spending the two or three or fifty thousand for the outfits want to feel more confident in smaller sizes. But they're really not. There are a lot of them. The designers go. They grade them. They say they're smaller, but they're actually larger. I think that you know, and we have a, a lot of girls and women who are bulimic and who try to look like the runway models or try to look like the models that are on the um, and the magazine covers. But what they don't realize is that. A lot of those have been photoshopped. They have made them look thinner than they are. They have airbrushed them to death. And they're not real. And they're trying to find a real image instead of just being that girl who they are to find out who they are spiritually and the inner beauty coming out. They're looking at an outside. And that's one of the things that I, that, you know, I mean, I've been in the business for almost, well, like almost 30 years. Started out when I was very young. And I just think that is one aspect of the business or business that I think is very sad to me. And I'm so happy that some of these runway models and uh, the designers, um, especially over in Europe, that are now starting to say, and here in America, hey, you know, it's no longer you need to be a size zero. You know, okay. you, you know back in the day, models and uh, uh, the people from Miss Universe and Miss, these beauty contests, were, believe it or not, were size six, eight, not so much tens, but six and eights. I went recently to, to my friend Bob Mackey's uh, Elizabeth Courtney place to get some costume and get some dresses for a beauty pageant that's coming up. I took size six and eights. Over, do you know that not one woman could fit them because they're all size zero? Now, to me, to go from a six and an eight to a size zero now, not one dress fits anybody. To me, is not cool because it's it's 
like every woman should be like this, and it's making people, like I said, be bulimic, binge eat, and these poor girls try to be something that they're not, and just be yourself. So I hope that answers that. It does, yeah. Thank you very much. You're on the air with Keith Holman. Do you, can you hear us? Hello? Let's try another one, Keith. Hi, good afternoon. This is Gail Sylvia. You're on the air live with um, Keith Holman. Can you hear us? Oh, uh, hello? I'm not sure if I need to hang up. And oh, you can go ahead. No, thank you. Okay, Keith, while we're trying to get the other people on, we got her through. We also have um, another text question that's come across. It looks like this has come from... Um, looks like it's coming from New Mexico. Um, she's asking, or he's asking, you know, when you've worked with designer, with, when you've worked with people such as Dolly Parton, um, what is it about their personality that affects the, the how you create the design? What are the characteristics, I guess, in their personality that you draw upon when you're designing for them? Hello? Gee, I hope that we haven't lost him. Uh, 